0: At the end of the last chapter, the tiger was leading Lily and Sam in the car. Lily and Sam were trying to drive to the hospital, and Hamoni had gone with her with her daughter, with their mother in the ambulance, and now the girls had decided that they had to get to the hospital too. At the library, Lily had seen the tiger and complained that she was uh, deserted and Lily told the tiger what she wanted and the tiger said to follow her. Chapter 41. My tiger leads us to the hospital. That was you are... Sam says as she parks, but she shakes her head. There's no time. We run out of the car, past the tiger, and in through the automatic sliding doors. Hospitals are cold and bright. The smell of rubbing alcohol stings my nose like it's trying to disinfect my nostrils. In here, everything is clean, controlled. The outside is wild with rain and wind and tigers, but inside nature can't touch us. Sam talks to somebody at the front desk of the emergency room and a nurse takes us through the hospital, twisting and turning through white hallways. Then she drops us off at Halmoni's room. Mom lies with Halmoni on the bed, curled up next to her. She's blocking our view of Halmoni, but I hear her whisper, I'll give you whatever you want, just don't take her, not yet. I don't know if she's praying to a god or a tiger or something in between. Sam knocks on the open door, and when mom looks up, I expect anger. She told us to stay home, and Sam drove us here with only a learner's permit. We broke the law, and worse, we broke mom's rule. But mom's too tired for scolding. I was going to call you girls soon. It doesn't look good. I wanted to ask her what that means, but I also don't want to know. And also, I think I do know. She motions Sam and me into the room, but I stay in the doorway. Hamoni looks small in the hospital bed, pale against the light blue blanket. She wears a thin oxygen tube, but with her sequined headscarf, she's glamorous, even now, even when she looks sick. No. Sick is not the right word. Sick is Halmoni throwing up in the bathroom. Sick is Sam's pink nose when she has the flu. Sick is my sore, swollen throat when I got strep. This is not sick. This is not getting better. Halmoni looks like she's dying, and I'm not ready I take a step backward, but Halmoni opens her eyes and sees us. Sam, she says. Her voice is small. I talk to Sam first. Sam's voice is a squeak. Me? Really? Halmoni nods weakly, and Sam rushes to her side. Mom walks over to me. Come on, let's get some snacks from the vending machine. I follow her out, but the bright lights and the smell of the hospital make me dizzy. I don't want to be in the the place where Halmoni will die. Mom walks ahead, assuring that I'm following, but I turn myself invisible and walk the opposite way, away from Mom and Halmoni, down the winding halls, until I'm back outside the sliding doors until I can breathe. I stand under the canopy outside the hospital entrance. In front of me the tiger is sitting in the rain, like I knew she would be. An invisible girl and an invisible tiger, we match. I think I know how the stories changed me, I tell her. Her ears twitch. How? I inhale They made me want all these opposite things at the same time. I don't know how I can feel so many things at once, and I don't know which feelings and which wants are right. What do you want, Lily? My heart beats. I get that filled up, bursting feeling again, and then I say I want Halmoni to live longer, but I also don't want her to hurt longer. And I want, my voice cracks, and I don't think I can keep going, but I do. I want to go back into that room to be with Halmoni and my family, but I also want to run very far away. I take a breath. The rain falls. I tell her, I hate all this wanting. I get why the tiger girl begged for a cure. It's terrible to feel so much. She shifts her weight and her stripes glow. The tiger girl was wrong, Lily. As it turns out, she quite likes her tiger form. And she knows now that you can be more than one thing. If you are strong, you can hold more than one truth in your heart. I shake my head. Well, I'm not strong. I'm not ready for the end of Halmoni's story. I can't face it. Lily, I told you. I would heal my eicha, but healing is not always curing illness. Often it is about understanding. And when you face your whole story, you can understand your whole heart. My whole heart hurts. I messed it up. I didn't know if it was real or not, and I was angry, and I broke the jar. The final story is gone, and now Hamoni won't even have that. It's not gone, she says. You released it, and I cannot tell it to you, but you know more than you realize. These are the stories of our family, after all. I pause, turning her words over. My Icha, our family, my family, and hers. Are you Hamoni's mom? Am I, I don't say a tiger girl, because I don't have to. I already know. She doesn't answer my questions. Take your history. Understand where you came from and who you are. Then find your own story. Create the story of who you are yet to be. Before I can respond, the doors slide open. I turn to see an Asian nurse with pink scrubs and orange lipstick. There you are, she says. Your mother is in a panic over you. Come on now. I look back to my tiger, but she's gone like I knew she would be. Chapter 42. The nurse leads me down the white hallway again, and I have to hurry to keep up with her. I'm really sorry, she says once we reach the door. I still remember when I said goodbye to my grandmother. It's so hard, but I'm praying for you, honey. Mum sees us and runs over. Lily, you scared me. You can't run off like that, especially not now. She pulls my head toward her and breathes me in. Okay, Hamoni wants to talk to you. My mind swirls with the tiger's words. I take a breath and I step inside, toward Halmoni. Sam stands. She doesn't bother wiping away tears, but she rubs my arm as she passes and leaves the room. Then it's just me and Halmoni and the hospital machines beeping next to us. I half moon my palms with my fingernails and I sit on the gray hospital chair beside the bed. It's scratchy and the fabric scritch scritches against my thighs. Lily Bean, Hamoni's hand twitches in a way that seems Almost inhuman, that seems wrong, and I'm scared and sad. A piece of me wants to turn away, but I grab her hand, and those feelings don't disappear, and I realize there's love there too, and that's stronger than anything else. I am seeing the truth, Hamoni says. I see my mother, my Uma. She finally finds me. Hamoni, I whisper. I think I saw her too. Halmoni smiles. You always see, little egg. That is your power. My chest hurts, but I squeeze her hand, tracing her lifeline with my thumb. All my life, I spend so much time, so much energy, hiding my heart. I am scared of tigers. But more I am scared of the tiger in me, she says. I thought I have to hide my words because my English not so good. I thought I have to hide my heart because I feel too much. And I thought I have to hide my story because I think if I tell it, it is who I am forever. She takes a shallow breath. But when I keep it tight, tight, it eat me up. I don't see the love all around me. Hope rages inside me, even though I try to stop it, even though I know how dangerous it is. Maybe everything can be okay now, that you realize that. You can heal now. I am ready now. My throat feels swollen shut. I'm not. She closes her eyes. Sometimes the strongest thing is to stop running, to say, I am not afraid of tigers, I am not afraid to die. But I am so afraid. For a fraction of a second, I see a flash of a tiger's face beneath her expression. It's gone almost as soon as I see it. But I know what I saw. It's the fierceness in her, the courage she'll have in her next chapter. She will be brave. Sam and mom come back then, and Sam sits on the other side of the bed and holds Hamoni's other hand. Mom walks over and rubs my back. With her eyes still closed and her lips lifted into the smallest smile, Hamoni says, whisper fierce, tell me a story. Sam looks at me and reaches up with one hand. She makes a grasping motion as if she's plucking a star from the sky and holds it out to me. At the edges of my mind, a story starts to form. It comes together from mist and shadow. It takes shape. I scoop toward Halmoni. Closer, closer, and I begin. Long, long ago, when Tiger drank the stars, 10,000 suns and 10,000 moons, after a girl stole stories from tigers, two little girls lived with their homony in a house on a hill. They were sisters, one with long black braids, one with dark eye makeup. Once they shared everything, but over time they'd grown apart, grown alone. One day, the halmoni went to the village to buy rice and happy nutcrackers for her girls, but she got trapped in traffic. She got home late, much later than usual. The sky was dark that night. Rain clouds covered the stars, and when the halmoni passed by the windows, her shadow shifted, taking the shape of a tiger. It may have been a trick of the dark, but they could not tell. Little girls, the halmoni said. Let me in. The sisters peeked through the window, but that night their halmoni looked different. She was transformed. The sisters were afraid. They didn't know what to do, so they tried to change her back. Unya scattered the rice and Eggy spilled the stars. They tried everything, but nothing worked. Finally, when there was nothing left but the end of the story, a sky god saw them and took pity. See, centuries before, a different sky god had created a tiger girl who walked both worlds. Even the gods make mistakes, but as it turned out, the mistake hadn't been the tiger girl at all. The mistake was making her choose. The mistake was creating a world where she had to hide where she was afraid to be everything at once, fierce and kind, soft and strong. But that was an old god with old ways, and the new god recognized her family, her great-granddaughters. So she dropped a staircase for Little Egg and a rope for Unya. "'Come,' said the new sky god, "'there is something I want you to see.' In the hospital room, I taste salt, and I realize I'm crying. I look up and see Sam. I feel mom's touch on my back. Beneath my fingertips, Hamonis' pulse gets weaker, fading away. Keep going, Sam whispers. The seconds swell. I take a breath. There are so many endings to choose from, and I find mine. Together, the two sisters climbed up and up, and when they reached the sky god, a sky sky tiger, she showed them a galaxy filled with jars. Some jars had been carried across the world, long hidden. Others had traveled across the sea to a flea market by the coast, hoping to find their family. And all of these jars released the truth and longing and love. Open them, the tiger said. The girls were scared, but they were brave too. They believed in hope. They opened the jars and stories. Some were scary, some were sad, but the girls only felt proud because this was the story of their family. Generations of women who'd fought for their hearts. Women who could be everything and anything. Now, you can tell your own star stories, the Sky Tiger told them, her voice screeching like coarse fabric against their ears. Light is not limited. So the sisters began to speak. They told stories of their Halmoni, who always wore sequins and always saw her granddaughters, who risked everything for happiness and did anything to protect her family, who believed in invisible things like spirits and magic and love. The girls talked about their Halmoni, who taught them to see the world and to see themselves. As they spoke, they filled the sky with stars. The sisters lit the world, and in the light they found their way back home. In the light they saw, they were not alone.